Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome to the debut episode of It's Still Real to Me. Jonathan Zaslow here. Of course, It's Still Real to Me is part of Zaslow Show 2.0. Zaslow Show 2.0 is always presented by our title sponsor from day number one, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. It's still real to me, the debut of our pro wrestling show. I've been I've been, I've been saying for so long now, for years, you guys have been asking for it. I've been asking for it. Want to do a pro wrestling show. We obviously mix in the pro wrestling on Zaslow Show, also on Zaslow Show 2.0. But every Saturday, we have It's Still Real to Me, which deals solely 
with all the big week stories in professional wrestling, okay? WWE, AEW, NXT, maybe something crazy happens, New Japan or Impact, I don't know. I can't tell the future, okay? But for the most part, WWE, AEW, NXT, and we decided to do the debut episode of It's Still Real to Me. It'll be every Saturday, Monday through Friday, at Zaslow Show 2.0. And then on Saturdays, if you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. It's just going to pop up under Zaslow Show 2.0 every Saturday. And we decided the debut episode, it's a good idea. We will do a reaction show to WWE Crown Jewel. As we welcome aboard my partner here, Joey Levin. Joey, of course, now yesterday, you popped in on Zaslow Show 2.0. We did a very in-depth kind of a preview, big deal, not a big deal, on WWE Crown Jewel. So at least my audience, they got to hear you for the first time. You're not a stranger anymore. We'll be doing this show every Saturday. Normally, we're going to get together Saturday mornings and pump out this show. Like the idea will be to get it out there late morning uh, at the latest, very early afternoon. Now, today, it's going to be late afternoon, early evening because we wanted to sit back, watch WWE Crown Jewel, and then get the reaction. Oh, now, now, overall, just big picture-wise, did, did we enjoy WWE Crown Jewel today? I am, I'm still kind of buzzing from WWE Crown Jewel. Uh, there were moments where I, overall, big picture, wasn't sure if I was going to come away that way, but after the way that show ended, I am buzzing. And overall, after the way that main event was, I don't know how you couldn't come away happy from Crown Jewel. I I like how the Saudi shows have really they've really evolved, okay? Because when this started, what when did they start doing these shows? Maybe it was like four years ago. Does that sound right? I know just because of on the broadcast, Michael Cole mentioned the first women's match in Saudi Arabia was 2019. Right. So and I don't know if that was, what, was the Natalia, first show. Uh, it may not have been the first show, right? That was Natalia Lacey Evans. That was a very yes. big deal. I remember that. So it's been like four years. And and obviously it was super controversial because the first show, I think, was like right after you had the reporter from Washington who was, you know, they may, they may have been murdered by, you know, uh, people, Saudi princes. I don't know what's going on there, you know? Uh, so it was, it was a very controversial thing. Um but I, I, I like the way that these shows have evolved because I really felt like the first couple shows that they did out there, Crown Jewel, Greatest Royal Rumble, uh, the very famous Titus O'Neil spot, you know, oh, yeah. Greatest uh, Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Where they had like 60 participants. Oh, it took forever. Braun Strowman won. But you can't recognize him as a Royal Rumble winner. You can't do that. So anyway, uh, those first shows to me, they felt like glorified house shows. Not a big deal. Felt like glorified house shows. You know, belts are not going to change. No big storyline is really going to be advanced. And now I watch the show today. I'm like, that's a legit WWE premier live event. Like that's, that's a legit pay-per-view show. We had a title change uh, and, and big storylines are advanced. Big things happened. And man, like they're doing that show today. It's in a stadium and it is just packed. Like, I love the way that those shows have evolved. Yeah. And I think to your point, if you watched the last three matches of this card, plus the Bray Wyatt uh, segment, the Bray so Wyatt, the Bray Wyatt, whatever they're doing there, we don't really know. Exactly. The, the Bray Wyatt thing, those, but those last three matches could 
Would you would you be disappointed if those were the last three matches of WrestleMania? No, those those can easily be be matches that are on the card at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Easily. So I mean that that so to your point, I think just show the, having those matches on the card and the way they lived up, I think to the hype of what they were going to be shows how big these the, this card has become. And also on the whole, like controversial in the beginning back hey there was a point this week where we didn't even know if the show was going to happen because there was the whole intelligence that iran might bomb saudi arabia and like i don't know if you heard about this but i didn't know the details but i know that there was something happening that had the show in jeopardy yeah i don't even i don't know if it was ever really in jeopardy but i guess i and uh we don't have to go too deep down this but i guess there was some reports that maybe iran was threatening something and then people didn't know if wwe would still go even though i think by the time the report came out all the superstars were already there and they must i'm I'm assuming they wouldn't put them in danger if they didn't if they were able to not so but yeah it it was it was incredible i think it it ended incredibly uh there were some moments in the card where i kind of I, i thought i was watching the same match twice maybe three times but uh, overall, I, I thought it, it was a, a massive success for what it was, which, you know, really was our tribal chief retains and Logan Paul. Hey, that scale of you say one to bad bunny. I say one to Pat McAfee. It may be one to Logan Paul now. So let's let's start there. All right. We'll 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 cover everything and, you know, what, what it means going forward for for WWE programming this week. So the day of ep- debut episode. Today, if it's still real to me, is, you know, it's it's going to be all WWE. It's going to be all reaction to Crown Jewel today, you know. But when we do the show moving forward, like next week, we're obviously going to spend, uh, at the very least, considering that things happen in both promotions, we'll be trying to spend equal time WWE and AEW. But today is just going to be a, a WWE Crown Jewel reaction type show. So let's let's start with the main event. And we we talked yesterday on Zaslow Show 2.0 on big deal or not a big deal. We know Roman Reigns is going to win. To show you, I mean, it was a foregone conclusion. Everyone knows Reigns is going to win. To show you how good I think both competitors are, but also how believable Logan Paul is in the ring, there were at least two, two false pins that I... I was holding my breath because I want Roman Reigns to win. I don't, he's, he's my favorite. I don't want the reign to end with Logan Paul. All right. I, that's, that's not the way I want to see it happen. And there were at least two false finishes where I was holding my breath and relieved that Roman Reigns kicked out. Yeah, I agree. I think it was, uh, so we weren't sure yesterday it was going to be a squat. We knew, I thought it was going to be a squash. Right. And it would have made total sense. But I think the thing to me, and I think I talked about this a little bit yesterday, was the reason I didn't totally know is because we don't really, we still don't really know what Logan Paul's future is with WWE. And based on what I saw in that match, that looks like a guy who's training to be a full time WWE superstar, at least for a while. And I, there, there were, there was at least one false finish. I don't remember mo- the second one, but I'm sure there was. I because I was captivated by that match. I thought Logan, obviously Roman's great. I'll but tell I you Logan- exactly the two. I'll tell you exactly okay. the two. The first one was when Logan Paul landed the back to back Superman punches. That was the first one. I was holding my breath there. He kicked out. The second one 
was when he landed the frog splash after the big table spot outside. Those were the two where I was like, is he about to win this match? Those were the two. Yeah, he's he's a freak, man. He's really athletic, that guy. I mean, and we knew he was athletic, but he had that. He had obviously he had the table spot and then he had the frog splash. But even before that, he had the Superman punch to the kip up to the crossbody off the top rope to the standing moonsault. He's amazing. Which, I mean, that the, how many guys on the roster can do that right now that have been training their whole lives to be professional wrestlers? It was it was just uh, it was super impressive from start to finish. The reason I I didn't think the match would be this good, even if, if it went that long. But I, again, I, we talked about it yesterday. This is a kid who is a 26, 27-year-old millionaire who has all the time in the world to just train, and he's already a naturally good athlete. Uh, I definitely didn't want to see Roman Reigns' title run end now. But what I saw in that match, if Logan decides to be a WWE superstar, tells me if somewhere down the line he is a WWE champion, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, look, I mean, I could tell you right now, like, what's the future going to hold for him? He's going to be at Royal Rumble, all right? He's going to be at Royal Rumble, and he's also going to be at WrestleMania. Like, they're they're going to use him in the huge events, the stadium shows. The part that, that I find weird, and you can't necessarily tell because, look, they were in Saudi Arabia today. It's a different fan base. You can't really judge fan reaction based on what's going on there. The part that confuses me is... It doesn't seem that the WWE audience knows how to react to him yet. Because when he comes out on Raw, SmackDown, whichever one it is, they usually boo him. They don't give him a good reaction. He's very clearly a babyface. And he's a spectacular performer. And they boo him. So it's weird to me the reaction that he gets. Well, I think that they boo him because take away wrestling or professional wrestling or sports entertainment from it. I think the thing to do is to boo the Paul brothers. People just don't like Logan and Jake Paul for whatever reason. There are some people who like them, but there is some level of these rich 20 somethings who became rich off of making YouTube videos. And now they're just doing whatever they want and they shouldn't be doing that. So they're not good. But at the end of the day, like everybody would love to be these guys. And Part of it is that I th- I think is also he's up against Roman and Roman's supposed to be a heel, but he, he can't be a heel because everyone loves him now. But so. shit, like what was their reaction when he was fighting the Miz? Like, I don't think everyone was on his side when he was fighting the Miz. And even when well, and, and, Miz, well, and, Miz is a top heel in the game. So it's like. He, they, they're kind well you're i thought you, you mean when he fought the miz not that when he was like teamed with them oh yeah now his debut match when he teamed with the miz of course they're gonna boo him but then right. his last match wasn't he one-on-one with the miz he fought the miz and, and yeah. they weren't cheering for him right I, I and i think i would i would i gotta think part of it is just his outside of wrestling persona and you know really like everyone hates jake People seem to hate Jake more than they hate Logan. Oh boy, I tell you, I did not like Jake's spot today. I, I, I thought it, it was actually oh, really, really? It. you liked it. Well, so there's here's the thing. So, and I guess I'll get into this really quick because I was thinking about this well before we were getting ready to record. I'm a diehard MMA fan. Like there is UFC going on as we're recording right now that probably no one cares about. I'm gonna watch it after we're done with this. Uh so if you're if you're a diehard MMA fan. Anderson Silva is a big deal to you. 
Yep. And one week ago, Jake Paul beat Anderson Silva in a boxing match. No matter what you think about it, no matter if you think he's oh, he's 47 and Jake's 26 and Jake's a little this and that, just seeing him do that gives him a different aura in this whole boxing thing. And then him being there, even though this is already a pretty huge event, it's Roman, it's Logan Paul, there was just something about a week after him beating Anderson Silva, being in Saudi Arabia, the way he came out, you, you saw what was coming. I mean, you knew it was com- when the Usos came out out the way it was and then you knew it was going to be Jake heads up against um the um my blanking so, solo so with solo but i just i i liked it there was something about the way it went down you knew it was going to happen at some point but i kind of enjoyed it well maybe i need to maybe i need to rephrase it it's not that i didn't like the spot then necessarily i didn't i thought the execution was really poor oh well sure I, he's probably never trained before right I, I thought the execution was super poor and that that killed it for me because it a, a good spot was developing and the two knockout punches that he landed on jay and jimmy uh, it's just it obviously you gotta suspend a lot of disbelief when we're talking about pro wrestling here but it looked so poor to me that i just i i, I couldn't get behind it it ruined it for me but it did lead to one of the best spots of the match, which was Logan going over the top ropes into the Usos, right. which was another freak athletic move where you're like, where, this kid, this guy, third match, ever, third professional professional wrestling match of all time uh, in his career. And that's what he's doing. It was uh, it was fun. I, I was like, it was a little weird. I thought, you know, them actually thought that his co-hosts so you know that i don't know you i don't know if you're aware i didn't know that i i do know it now because i've seen the video have you seen the video from the iphone that he takes from his co-host and he goes up top to the rope and he lands the splash on roman on the table the video so he really was recording oh yeah 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 i saw the video it's wild that's 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 very cool and it's it's hard to do original things in professional wrestling and that i don't know that that's ever been done yeah the quality Um, came out great and it's wild I got to tell you, I was pretty impressed with the bumps that his co-hosts took from the Usos. Yeah, yeah, they were fine. Yeah, they were fine. I mean, for two bums that have never probably stepped in a ring before and definitely aren't athletic. Yeah, they were I mean, fine. I mean, I thought it was, yeah, the whole match really, uh, everything about it, Heyman was incredible. Heyman had his little Paul Bearer moment, which I thought was awesome, where he, he was get up, my tribal chief, get up. And he was like raising his hands. I was like, oh, that I. I bet if you ask him, there's a little Paul Bear inspiration in that moment. Now, what do you make out of, unless I didn't pick up on it, they completely ignored acknowledging why Sami Zayn is not there. Now, we know why he's not there. He's Syrian. Uh, he doesn't believe, uh, he doesn't go to the events there in Saudi because there is a major history there. He's never going to go to any of those events in Saudi Arabia. I don't believe they ever addressed him not being there. They and they can't, I don't think they can because of the relationship with Saudi Arabia, because then they would have to get into why he doesn't want to be there. So I, I think to them it's better left. But they could have but couldn't they have done something where like on SmackDown last night he, he got hurt. The storyline. He got hurt and he and he couldn't make the trip. Yeah. They they could have done uh, they probably they didn't do done anything. Something. Yeah, right? they probably like should have just... done something like that. The only the only time in the on the whole event that anybody a wrestler or announcer even acknowledged Sammy was during the Usos match when the crowd was chanting, we want Sammy and Jay yeah. Uso looked at him and was like, you, you ain't go get, get Sammy. Sammy. You ain't go get Sammy. Yeah. 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 So that was it. That was so, it. 
but, where... they, but the crowd, they were chanting. So, oh, sorry. They, did you watch the press conference at all yesterday? They wanted him no. there. They were chanting for him there, and they were chanting for him today. They, the crowd wanted. I mean, if they if they somehow convinced him, and I know it would never happen, if he would have showed up, he would have got the loudest pop of the night. It wouldn't have even been close. Uh, it would have been electric. But do you think they know? Alas, like, do know the fans that was never know? Happen. Do you think the fans there in Saudi know why he doesn't make the trip? Because even you know, outside of kayfabe, if if I'm at a show here in the states. And I know that a certain wrestler, you know, here in Miami, and I know that a wrestler is not making the trip to the show because he hates Miami, like literally hates Miami, hates Florida, is never going to step foot in this state. I wouldn't be cheering and chanting that I want him at the show. Like, like I, I wouldn't. Yeah, able- now we get I guess now we kind of get into like the how do the people feel? Do you think they know? To- I would imagine they know. They seem, I mean, I thought the crowd was great. I yeah. thought they were, from start to finish, I thought they they were into the show. They knew who to cheer for. They were not to cheer. Like, yeah. even at the press conference, they were awesome. Um, so I got to think they know. Uh, and I would imagine that there's probably a contingency of people there who would rather him not be there. And there's probably a contingency of people there who probably understand why he doesn't want to be there that's just my my guess i mean I, there's i look we don't live there so i don't i don't know the the thought of the the population but i'm sure that it's a it's a split just like kind of anywhere right so uh I, I we would imagine that logan paul will go away for a little bit they'll bring him back for the next special thing i think that'll be royal rumble we're only two and a half months away it's really right around the corner do you think there's a shot that he's full-time though no chance. I'm, I mean, not right now. No, no. Um, Roman Reigns, though, moving forward. Now, you know, so there's been a build for Logan Paul. It's been like the last month and a half, you know. Um, where does Roman Reigns, like, who's the next challenger now for Roman Reigns? Where do they go with him? I, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I think. Because, uh... I mean, McIntyre, McIntyre beat Karrion Cross, and we'll get to that in a second. Do we do, I mean, McIntyre lost the last big event to Roman Reigns. So he's not going to be the guy that's next up. Uh, Lashley, and we'll get to that, is coming off a loss. He's not going to be the next guy up. Like who and it is, can't be Brock, and it's not going to be Brock again because of the way right. Brock beat Lashley. Like I don't thing. think that we're ready for the whole Kevin Owens Roman thing because I think they're saving that for whenever the Sammy out of the bloodline stuff happens, which I hope is not for a really long time. I think they're saving that story for that, or they start it now. That gives them two months to build a main event at Royal Rumble between KO and Roman. And then it's KO and Sammy at Mania. Maybe. And then hug it out. Hey, we're friends again type of thing. So that's the way you see it going down, which I'm sure personally is how they would want it. They would love to fight each other at WrestleMania. Personally, I'm sure that's what they want. But I had always envisioned... Sammy's eventually going to get kicked out of the bloodline again. I hope it's not anytime soon. He's going to get kicked out of the bloodline and that's going to rekindle the Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn friendship. Yeah. I think it's something like that. Or 
I, I, I was thinking it would be that or it would be something along the lines of the bloodline is like torturing Kevin Owens and Sammy turns on the bloodline to help Kevin Owens because he can't take it that his best friend's getting beat up. Again, I hope it's not for a long time, but it seems I think like they probably a... expected it to be already. I think yeah, they're so. uh, on some level, they probably already expected it and, and didn't expect Sammy good. to be so, so over and yeah. so good. I think so that too. they, I don't think they have a choice right now to keep it that way. I think so too. All right. So let's, let's work our way backwards here. Obviously right decision. Roman can, can, Reigns. I, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I just go back to one thing before we move on? I really want to know, right? So I think it's, very clear, and I I actually don't even think it's particularly close. Like, if you look at the history of celebrities, part-timers who have come in, there are three in the last two, year, two three years that are the top three in any, in whatever. Logan yeah. Paul, Pat McAfee, Bad Bunny. Yeah. Um, do you genuinely think Bad Bunny is the best of them? Because... Okay. Okay, like, if you're going to do your top three right now, give me your top three. Okay, I think... I think after today's performance, Logan Paul was cemented as all-time greatest celebrity performer. Okay. I think, and people who know me and are listening to this are going to say I'm biased. If you look at the body of work, I think it's still Pat McAfee. Well, I think part of what happens with me and with Bad Bunny is McAfee is a professional athlete. Logan Paul now is a professional athlete. Bad Bunny... Bad, well, I mean, he boxes as professional athlete, right. you know? Yes. Bad Bunny, you look at him, you would have no reason to believe that he has an athletic bone in his body. And then, he also hasn't had a solo match. He hasn't had a one-on-one match. Right, but then so, he had that, but I, I see, then he had that WrestleMania performance at WrestleMania 37, and the bar, at least for me, was so low. And, and he came out there and was just phenomenal. So that's part yeah. of you know, where I come from with Bad Bunny. Yeah, Logan. So Logan's match, you could, I think you'd say Logan's match is the best match for a celebrity part-timer ever. Uh, but what I'll say about McAfee is he 30, what was it, like a 25-minute match with Adam Cole, which was incredible. Austin Theory at Mania. Then he had Vince's last match ever. War Games. Uh, he had War Games where he did a swanton off of the cage. I mean, what McAfee did in his four or five matches is pretty remarkable. Now, Logan will definitely be there, um, but I, it's probably like 1A, 1B. And and Bad Bunny's his performances were incredible. Like Amazing. They were great for what we expected from, Amazing. I should say, Bad Bunny. But, uh, he, but I, I still, man, I still got to go McAfee, but I'm a McAfee guy, so that's, that's not going to be surprising to the people who know me. Let's run through a couple of the the lesser matches today. All right, let's start out here. Braun Strowman, Omos. Nobody likes Omos. Uh, it was it was a no brainer that Braun Strowman was going to win this match. It was just a matter of how it was going to be presented. Braun's not going to come back and lose his first big feud. Uh, yeah. I thought Omos looked pretty good today. The only part that was weird to me was, hold on, Omos is dominating the whole match. He's looking pretty good, and all it took was one power slam for Braun. He wins the match. Well, and I think this is probably the limitation of having, as you call it, a Haas match, right? It's too, he's limited. So there's only so much you can do. And like you said, you're not going to have Braun lose. The, the thing to me was that if this is the way, if this is what this match was, 
it probably doesn't need to be on the same card as Lashley and Lesnar because it was essentially the same match. Uh, one guy dominates for 10 minutes. Another guy has an action. In, Bro- in Brock's case, it wasn't an F5, but it was what it was. He's getting his ass kicked the whole time. He wins. Braun getting his ass kicked the whole time. He wins. They're very similar. I guess what I'm saying and is, could also Braun with both of them, up- it doesn't. I guess what I'm saying is, could Braun have picked him up and give him a, given him a second power slam and then pinned him? Like it was yeah, one, or like or or something. Yeah, he could have done a lot of things. I, he picked him up pretty damn easily. I mean, Braun is. I mean, golly, that guy's strong. But yeah, I mean, I like. I was. I like almost. I I liked. You're the guy. I like his shit talking in the ring. You're the guy that likes him. I did like him looking at the camera. This is your giant. It reminds, you know, it's a Killmonger and Black Panther. Is this your king? I I dug that. Yeah. I thought it was good. I think for what the expectations are for him, when you have a guy like him, a seven, three, kind, not super athletic, pretty green, you don't expect him to also to have any skill speaking like at all. And he's not terrible in in chunks. Uh, no MVP, by the way. Uh, which which I don't know. I guess maybe he doesn't travel to Saudi Arabia either. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I thought. Look, it, it it was what it was. I guess you had to have something for Braun to do on his return. So it is what it is. Braun. It wouldn't be surprising to me to see Braun move on and move up pretty quickly onto something much bigger soon, too. Okay, well, about- here's here's what here's what could happen there. Now, Braun is Braun is on Raw, right? Sure. Yep. Lashley's on Raw as well. So Lashley loses to Lesnar, and without talking about the actual match, did we watch Bobby Lashley do a heel turn at the end of the match today? Sure. Uh, well, I think yes. Yeah, I guess so. I just I don't know. Do people care that much about Bobby Lashley? I, I, like, because he's, what I'm he's saying been is, a really good run, so I think they I'm care more is, now. But yeah, a, yeah, I think you, so. You could do a Braun Bobby Lashley program now, is what I'm getting at. But Braun and Brock aren't done. They can't but, be done after that match. But uh, you, Brock and Lashley are not done yet. You're saying? Sorry. Sorry, Bobby and, and Brock. Yeah, they can't be done. Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley can't be done after that match. I think they are for right now. I mean, Brock came back. They gave him probably $750,000 to fly out to Saudi, do a match. I think he's probably done for right now. You know, maybe like a couple months. Okay, I see what you're saying. But but when he comes back, it's going to be against Bobby Lashley. Yeah, maybe. They could do the third match because I guess they're 1-1 now, right? They're 1-1. And I mean, do you want to talk about that match? The way it ended, I mean base that the kick off of the turn Brock is oh, in the, the old Roddy lock. Piper, Bret Hart move. Yeah. Brock is in the hurt lock and, uh, kicks off of the turnbuckle and Bobby's shoulders are pinned and he doesn't realize it and he loses. Yeah. So now Bobby can always say, well, you didn't really beat me. Right. You but know? I think, but I think the most interesting part there that came out of it, cause Brock's going to go away for a little bit. It's not going to be on Raw on Monday, you know. Uh, I think the most interesting part of it is, I, I feel like after having a really good babyface run right now, I feel like we kind of saw Bobby Lashley. Like, they they may be turning him. Yeah, and I could see I could see him coming out on Raw and, you know, running down Les Brock and saying, he can't, he can't hang with me. You saw it. Nobody in the back is as strong as me. No one's as physical as me. Mm-hmm. And then here comes the monster. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. And this is 
this is the one match on the card today that I, I really had beef with. Okay, we haven't talked about this yet. You don't, you don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, the match was fine. And, and I like Kerry. Well, if Cross. you want to know how I feel, I have notes here and I put fine, nothing special. Yeah, the match was fine. And I like Karrion Cross, and I like Drew McIntyre, obviously. Here's my problem, all right? Obviously, we're in a grudge match type of scenario. That's why they got the cage, all right? You usually settle a feud in a cage. It's the last resort, you know? And they're trying to keep Scarlett out of the match. Obviously, that doesn't work. She was a big distraction. Uh, great spot that involved Scarlett off the very top. You had the superplex with Cross and McIntyre, which I thought was very cool. Uh, she gets involved with the mace, where McIntyre was about to get out the match. The referee catches some shrapnel there. I liked that. I thought that was fun. My big problem with it here. Uh, so McIntyre wins. I thought Cross was going to win. The way that they ended the match, though, obviously, you know, it's not like Cross doesn't come at, It's not like he's going to... It's not like he loses anything overall from losing the match that way. Here's my problem, though. It's a big feud. You know, it's a blood feud type of scenario. It's a grudge match type of deal. The way McIntyre... McIntyre went... Like, this feud can't be over when McIntyre wins the match just by his feet touching the ground right before Karrion Cross's feet touch the ground. It's not like... He didn't beat him. He won the match because his it was a race and his feet touched the ground first. Like he didn't he didn't win anything. They're supposed to hate each other. There should have been some type of definitive conclusion. Like if McIntyre it's his feet touched the ground while Cross is flat on his back in the middle of the ring, there he beat him. But here he didn't beat him. Like he just he got to the ground first. So this blood feud is like, it can't be over now, right? Right. And that was, we talked about this on Big Deal or Not a Big Deal yesterday. I was saying, I, I hope this feud is over because I want to see them move on to bigger things. It's each of crazy them. if it's over. And it can't possibly end like that. It didn't end in a way that struck me as over. And if you, the mic at the end when, um, when, when Karrion Cross was leaving, it kind of picked up him being like, it's not supposed to happen this way. It wasn't yeah. supposed to happen this way. So yeah. I don't know, maybe. Maybe it's not over. I hated the end, but I don't. But I don't know where they go from here. I guess you just keep beating each other up. Maybe it's uh, hell in a cell type of fight next, where you can't even get out of the cage. Somebody has to win. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. And I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I just don't have a ton to say about the match because it was, like you said, it was fine. It's fine. The ending was what it was, and I just don't know where they go from here. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, Usos and brawling brutes. Look, we knew who was going to win this match. They're not putting the belts on Brawling Brutes, especially with Sheamus not around right now. Um, but the Usos are always fantastic. This version of the Usos is especially fantastic. I thought this was a really good match. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I, I had a feeling this would be a super entertaining match. I didn't, you know, it could have, I thought it was going to be the match of the night. I could not have anticipated the main event or the women's title match. Yeah, which we'll, we'll, talk we'll about. get to the, we'll get to the match of the night. The match of the night. Um, um, well, I don't know because I I think I would have agreed with you if it wasn't for the 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 main event. But yeah, the I love Butch. I still think Braun Brutes like 
with when Sheamus is back, them as a trio are still one of the top things going in WWE. I think, and and in particular, you know, we I ta- I mentioned yesterday how I thought the Usos were going to break the New Day's record this week. It's actually next oh. week because now they fight them on SmackDown to break. How record. about that? I mean, there's no look that there's they're natural rivals. They're always going to be rivals, but like, they're not involved with each other right now. But how about the the New Day? I love the setup that the New Day are they're like defending their honor, the, like the day or the day before. I think it's the day before they would have yeah, the record. So they're fighting. I think it's in eight days from today, and they're fighting in seven days. So the timing works out perfect. Can the math yeah. actually be real that it works out that way? I I don't know. I, somebody's keeping track, but it's been something that they've been talking about now f- on WWE programming for a couple months. Like I remember New Day came out probably a few weeks ago and mentioned it themselves saying we we can't let them break our record. Can New like Day that. win? Like can they actually stop them for like can they win? Can they win? They, they have no so. momentum New Day. They have nothing going on right now. Can they win? No, I don't think so. Particularly like they don't have Big E, and Big E is really the guy for them. Well, I don't. At this point. I don't know like, if they're ever going to have Big E again. I don't know. Right. I know, but it, I don't know. I don't think you can halt the momentum of what the Bloodline is yeah, doing for Kofi and, and Xavier Woods at this point in their careers. Not I that agree. they're not great, but that's going to be a, that's good. That's a great storyline. That's going to be really fun. That's a that's good really, story. It's extremely fun. Yeah. Any look, anytime you get the New Day and the Usos, it's going to be a great match. And anything with the Bloodline is great. It just and. Hey, I like. I think you can use that match to continue the Sammy J Uso uh, stuff too. It, Sammy will be there. Sammy will maybe potentially cause them to almost lose, and more will come out of that. But yeah, there's no way the Usos lose that match. But it'll be fun. It, it's a great. It is a great storyline. All right, we got a couple more here. Oscar and Alexa Bliss drop the belts. Uh, everybody sees that coming. They drop the belt. So I got two questions. They drop the belts. To, to damage control, Dakota Sky, uh, EO Sky, Dakota Kai. I love both of them. I'm confused the relationship, but nonetheless, it is what it is. Uh, I have two questions. Number one, why did they put the belts on Asuka and Alexa Bliss earlier in the week, just six days later to take it off them? It's not like there was any kind of chase going on with damage control. It was six days later. So why did they do that? And my second thing is, What's going on with Nikki Cross? I mean, I like that she's kind of out of control. She's going back to twisted sister version of Nikki Cross from NXT. So I dig that. But where are they going with her? So, yes. Okay. So, yeah, we talked about this yesterday on the show, too, where you said damage control will win the titles back. I, I thought, say, I thought you, they were all you thought coming not necessarily with the belts. I thought they were coming with all of the belts. Obviously, you know, Bailey didn't hold up her end. Yeah. Right. So I I agreed. I thought they would eventually. Win them. I didn't think they would win them back this quickly. The only thing I can think is that the Nikki Cross thing was planned, and it just makes her attacking Alexa more impactful. That it causes them to lose the belts. Uh, there's a couple things that I, I took away from it. One is they, them two weren't they? They were tag champs at one point. Yeah. Together. They were they were like best okay. friends. Yeah. Right. So now that's obviously the natural feud, right? Okay, I and like then that. If and then uh and, and Nikki, crazy Nikki's awesome. We've established that. So it's great. I, I like that she's back. I don't think Alexa and Asuka should be a tag team. Not that they're bad, but I, they just don't make sense together. So as individuals, they're better, I think. 
And then there was the backstage interview right before the match where Alexa was talking and the Bray Wyatt logo showed up on the screen next oh, to her. Oh, I didn't notice dist- that. Yes, and, and it distracted her. Like, okay. it, it, like she acknowledged the logo. All right, good. Um, so could it be that she's going to have this feud with Nikki that turns her back into, you know, Bray Wyatt, Alexa, and maybe there's right, well, something happening there. At least there's some there. direction there. Good, I like that. Yeah, because yeah. may- maybe that's what it is. My favorite part of that match and one of my favorite parts of – we haven't talked about Judgment Day uh, OC yet, but we will – is the fact that Michael Cole continues to reference other wrestling promotions. Yeah. So my, the be- I thought what was really cool was that the Saudi crowd recognized sort of the magnitude of Asuka and EO Sky like facing off when they were – facing off with each other. They're former tag partners. Like before WWE, they were tag partners. Uh, and it seemed like the crowd was like, there was like a little buzz when they were kind of facing off for the first time, which I th- I thought was a cool moment. And then Michael Cole references it again on the broadcast, former partners, which I is which again, I could go on about this all day. Like, why are they not partners in WWE? I don't really know. But uh, it just seems like them two and if Kyrie Sane was still around would have been an incredible trio. But Regardless, I thought that might have been the best part of the match to me was just a little face off and Michael Cole acknowledging their past in other promotions. Well, and this I think happened it's cool that that's allowed now. Yeah, I, I do, too. And this happened during the OC and Judgment Day, of course, where right, right at the intro and Finn Balor comes out, AJ Styles comes out and Michael Cole gives you kind of a brief, hey, you know, AJ Styles was the leader of the Bullet Club. Now, it's not like he said New Japan. They're, I don't he think did. That he said he said New Japan did? twice in the match. Oh, so, okay. So here's the thing. I don't know if, if how up on this part of it you are. Carl Anderson is the current never open weight champion yeah. of New Japan wrestling. He was supposed to wrestle at their event this weekend. Yeah. They asked him to drop the belt because he's not wrestling and he refused. Right. And WWE is going to let him wrestle in New Japan to That's defend awesome. his belt. That's awesome. That's awesome. So so Michael Cole referenced that and when Gallows came in the ring. He said he's the two di- two-time IWGP tag team champion. I like it. Don't treat me like I'm an idiot. Like it's it's okay that there are other wrestling promotions. Hell, if I'm watching, uh, if I'm watching a Heat game, okay, and 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 they have a player, a foreign player who played overseas. It could be wherever he played in Tel Aviv. Eric Reed and John Crotty. They're not afraid to mention he played for Maccabi Tel Aviv. You know, okay, it's in a different basketball league. It exists. This exists. It's okay, you know. Yep. So I, yeah. I, I like yeah. that. Well, and it's, doing it's, that now. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's one of the, and you know, what it's it's kind of so UFC still kind of has a problem with this, where they'll mention like lower, like regional promotions, but they won't mention Bellator or PFL. Right. Uh, and it's just weird because it's like, hey, we they they they're there and they're not even really competition to you. Right. So why are you not mentioning them? They they exist. Like just mention them. Uh, but so for and for the longest time, WWE would not acknowledge that these other places that are not competition. Right. But I got to shout out Michael Cole, and we all know how great Michael Cole is. But like something that's frustrated me about the other guys lately is if you were just watching the other guys on a Wednesday or a Friday, uh. And, and you ne- and you hadn't watched in a while or you didn't watch, there's a lot of times in the show where you have no fucking clue what's happening because these guys come out and they don't give any background. They're just like, oh, he's here. And you don't know who it is. 
<laughs> Michael Cole does an incredible job of setting the table for all the matches, giving at least like some nugget of why these people are relevant. He does it for every single wrestler in every match. And it's hell, he told us that Butch, he didn't call him Pete Dunn, but he told us that Butch is the former NXT UK champion. Yeah. And I love that they, when they're running down, like even in Drew and Karrion Cross's match, one of the accolades he talked about was both former NXT champions, yeah, right? Like and they, they give a lot of credit to NXT to make it more of a legit product. Cole does, Cole's so good. I mean, Cole is they, they are starting to treat, and AEW does a good job of this. They are starting to treat it like a sport, not just sports entertainment. There are certain things that they're doing now that make it feel like a sport. And I like that. Like I, yeah, AEW's had the records. Yeah. Yeah. There there are things that they do that are starting to make it feel more of a sport. And I like that. Yeah. They they have the records. They, for a while they were using power rankings. I'm not sure how much they stuck to that, but yeah, they do that. I I could go on about there's, we will talk about AEW plenty because I have, I have some thoughts there, obviously, as you can tell, but yeah, I, I think what Cole does to just give uh, make every every match and every wrestler relevant to anybody who's watching. You could watch it for the first time and you kind of have an idea in any match why they're wrestling each other and what's happening. And that's all I'm asking from the announcers. I, I don't need like the whole background, but I also don't need like, here's this guy and then nothing because mm-hmm. yeah, that happens a lot in, on, on other shows. So but before anyways. before we get to what I thought was the best match of the night. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me, what I thought was most important about the OC and Judgment Day, and they've done this several times recently, okay? You know, the I I don't know where the OC is going to go after this match, but with Judgment Day, Michael Cole, after Rhea gets involved, and by the way, great setup by Cole at the start of the match where Rhea Ripley pulled him aside and said, I'm dedicating my hair to the late, great Beth Phoenix. That's awesome. All right. And she looked phenomenal. She and they even made note that it seems like she's becoming the leader. They should just straight up make it. She is the leader of Judgment Day. So I was going to say when we talked about this match, I think there's like a chance that Michael Cole listens to Zaslow Show 2.0 because <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, this was your whole thing. They need yeah. to acknowledge it. She and then is not only charge. not only did not only did Michael Cole mention it. But Michael Cole said, a lot of people out there have been saying yes. that maybe she is the yes. leader. And who has who said that most recently? Yeah, You said it most recently yesterday yes. on the show. So, Michael Cole, if you're listening, thank you for acknowledging my tribal chief, Jonathan Zaslow, and Zaslow Show 2.0. But yeah, I mean, it seems that way. I love the Beth Phoenix shout because yeah. obviously that means Beth Phoenix is going to come back and Rhea's finally going to wrestle. Uh, and And... Beth will probably be with the OC in whatever Survivor Series style match they do between the two. Um, yeah, I, I thought. Well, that's overall, yeah, that that's clearly where they're headed, and they've been foreshadowing this recently. And Michael Cole did it again today, where after Rhea, uh, first of all, a couple of lines from Michael Cole, where he continued to call Dominic Mysterio that punk kid is always funny, and yeah. when he said when Rhea got involved and he yells, somebody needs to kick her ass. I love that too, but he also says somebody needs to do something about her and they are clearly foreshadowing They're like, I don't know. It's probably going to be Beth Phoenix, but whoever it is, 
a woman is going to enter the picture. Maybe it's alongside the OC, but a woman is going to enter the picture here to even things out because no one seems willing to touch Rhea Ripley and she's able to run wild and do whatever she wants. And Michael Cole keeps dropping these hints. Somebody needs to do something about her. So that's clearly where they're headed here. So I kind of fantasy booked Survivor Series for these two groups in my mind uh, like a couple weeks ago because I've assumed for a while now that they will do something at Survivor Series. I've assumed for a while now that Beth Phoenix will be the woman who is with the OC at Survivor Series. What I couldn't really get around was where does Edge fit in? Because I don't see a Beth Phoenix without Edge. Right. So so then in my mind, I'm like, okay, so maybe Edge is with the OC. Okay, that's fine. So now the Judgment Day needs another member. Yeah. For, right? If, if you're going to... So here's what I, my thought was. The OC and Edge beat the shit out of Dominic Mysterio at one point. Like, beat the shit out of him. And Ray comes back and joins Judgment Day to save his son. And and joins Judgment Day just for Survivor Series. Wow. I mean, I'm, I think the direction... Not like, not, 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 not like fully in, but like kind of in because he can't... He needs the help, but he doesn't want to see his son get, you know... I think yeah. the direction we're headed in is they're going to... They're keeping them away from each other. And they're going to fight at WrestleMania, Ray versus Dominic. Yeah, that's. I think that's no matter what. That's that's probably the blow up for that whole thing. But I just I'm trying to figure out how Beth Phoenix is in the picture without Edge being in the picture. But clearly, the story they're going with here is who is going to be. Maybe it's not Beth. I, I think it is. But who is going to be the woman who steps up to Rhea Ripley? That's clearly the next step here with that story. Oh yeah, they did it on uh, on Raw where. Uh, Anderson and Gallows were both like, we need to get somebody to fix this. We need somebody to help us. And they still haven't done it. So yeah, Beth makes, Beth is the clearest one. Somebody needs I, to I don't know kick who else her ass. Somebody needs to kick her ass. Yeah. You have Cole, a grown Cole man, awesome. a grown man yelling about a, a, a mid 20 year old woman. Somebody needs to kick her ass. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, let me tell you, Wade Barrett was great. Yeah. Wade Barrett was great tonight, but yeah. there's nothing like Cole and McAfee. Like, Cole with McAfee would have been McAfee would have been great in that spot too. But anyways, I'm not gonna get into McAfee again. But um, yeah, no, I, I thought overall the match was good, but just a lot of good storytelling. Also, Dom, uh, there's a couple times you know the Dom like taking credit for things happening that didn't happen. Very Eddie Guerrero ish, standing on the apron, kind of like with his arms out, like yeah, I'm the man, I'm the Love man. It. Like there I was a it. moment there where he was doing that on the apron where I was like, he looks like Eddie right now. Like, I he, that's it. an Eddie. That's an Eddie mannerism. Yeah, I love it. Uh, finally here, what I thought was the match of the night was the last woman standing, Bianca and Bailey. Be- better than Bre- better than Roman and Logan Paul. Yeah, uh, look, Logan and Rome, Rome, uh, Roman and Logan Paul was great. May- it was really, really great. Maybe I put this one ahead of it because I didn't know who was going to win. Y- you knew Roman was going to win. So maybe this sure. is why yeah. I put this one ahead of it. I thought Bailey was going to win. Um, I thought damage control was going to walk away with all the belts. So uh, Bailey, I mean, look, I, I guess, you know, the, the biggest takeaway, I thought it was the best match of the night. They did a lot of fun stuff. Uh, I thought the biggest takeaway though, is since Bailey has returned, she doesn't, she's not had any kind of signature win. She has not won any, I know she's pinned Bianca in a tag team match. Who cares? You know, Bailey is an all-time great woman's wrestler. And since she returned at SummerSlam, I mean, that was three months ago. 
since she's returned at SummerSlam, she she does not have any kind of signature win. Yeah, I, I don't know. And do you think with her, does that mean that her and Bianca aren't done? Like, is she still going for the I title? Think they're do- no, I, like- I think they're done. I think, I think it got to be done. I think it got to be done. Hmm. She beat her twice now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. So now Bailey's just Bailey's just the mouthpiece for Dakota Kai and Eos Sky for a while. For now. Yeah. yeah. Well, now. I will say that. Did you see? I think at one point in the show, and I couldn't tell if it was just one of those like random Peacock commercials that sometimes pop in during the premium live events, or if it was a vin- like a return vignette. But there was a Becky Lynch, uh, like. I saw that 45 second promo. I couldn't tell what it was. I don't think she's anywhere near coming back. Right. What's her, what's, what's going on? What was her thing? Why is she? I think she hurt her shoulder in the match. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I love this match. And as I was watching it, I was like, okay, well, this is the best match of the night. Like great. And it wasn't at that point. It wasn't particularly close. I, again, I wasn't expecting what I saw in the main event. So it's probably one, a one B, but there's not a lot of women's matches that are this violent with, and it, so it, I mean, it would, that was what I think took it to the next level. Like I know it was last woman standing, but even that there were some spots that were brutal, like, mm-hmm. and also that looked like they fucked up, but well, yeah. I mean, how about Bailey? I mean, she overshot the table on top of the golf cart and then Bianca power slammed her through it right after. So I couldn't tell, is that her fault or Bianca's? Like I can't tell whose fault that was because that's a spot I don't know if I've, I think I don't think I've ever seen that spot so I don't know how to. But, but yeah, then the, Bailey the, to belly on the on the steel. Yeah, uh, th- but there, there was uh, the KOD stuff. on the K- the KOD onto the chair that looked very awkward. Yeah, uh, how about Bianca the with the moon salt right onto the chair? Yeah, there was some gnarly stuff. I mean, I you know I thought may- they could have done a little more with the golf. Not look. It can't all be like the most violent, but the golf cart part was a little underwhelming. Like Bailey, very yeah, I know drastic. Where going with that, right? Well, she very drastically slowed down to not hit her instead of letting her just get out of the way. Like it, like I do. You remember Stadium Stampede in AEW when yeah. uh, when Jericho hit? I think it was Sammy Guevara with the golf. Like that was one of the most intense like spots I've seen in wrestling. And Sammy just like jumped into it and went flying. I was expecting something like that, but Bailey just kind of like hit the brakes and uh, Bianca got out of the way. It I mean, maybe cool. she realized that if she runs her over, she could be charged with murder. So well, she yeah, that's true. That's true. How, uh, think about how far we've come with these shows in Saudi Arabia. Four years ago, you had the first ever women's match. Okay. It, women weren't allowed to compete. Certainly nothing physical in that country. We know it's a backward state there. Women weren't allowed to compete. Now. And and women weren't allowed to drive. And now women are having last man standing matches driving golf carts. Yeah, they still have to wear long sleeves and long pants. But hey, we're, we're, get, we're making progress. Come a long way. Uh, yeah, I will say when Bailey was on top of the cart and Bianca was driving it down, I was legitimately nervous. When she drove it down the ramp, I was legitimately nervous. I was like, what's the point here? Is it slam on the brakes and like she flies off? Like where where are they going? Exactly. That's what I thought. But I was also like, at any point right now, Bailey can just go flying off the front of this thing. Like her, uh, her grip was pretty impressive because it wasn't like at the beginning of it, Bianca was driving slowly down the ramp. It was, I was for a second. I was like, this could end poorly. 
And it did uh, end poorly, but it wasn't because of the golf cart. Is Bianca Jane Cena? Yeah, to me. It seems like it. Can I can I give you my my issue? It's not I, that I don't I don't have an issue with it, but it seems like she's Jane Cena. Well, here's where she, here's why she's not. Here's the pro and, and here's my problem with the women's division in general. Right, you have two champions. Well, they should uh, add another belt. They should they should add a secondary belt. Uh, maybe, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I mean they have, they have the tags, but um, but I my thing is is champions can't fight all the time. Like they shouldn't fight all the time. If you if you're a champion and you fight all the time, it kind of dilutes your status. That's why Roman is what he is right now. It's like he only fights when it's a big event. But if you're not going to fight all the time, you got to be able to talk. And Bianca and Ronda both kind of stink on the mic. It just is what it is. Oh, I like. Well, you know what? I Bianca on the mic as a heel is fantastic. Like most of her work in NXT was a heel, and she was really good on the mic. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just don't really, really good. Remember. I guess she's I remember been a face she had for, the great line. It's weird, but, I guess. Oh, she's been a face the whole time with WWE. She was a heel most of the time in NXT. And remember, she had that great line when Charlotte was the NXT champion, and she came and she showed up on NXT, and Bianca told her, "You don't even go here." Oh yeah, I remember that. She she's an she's excellent on the mic as a heel, Bianca. Yeah, and then maybe she just maybe I just need a, a, a Bianca turn. Maybe I just don't like her as a face. Maybe I, that might just be what it is. Maybe I just don't like her as a face. Um, but she's undeniable in the ring. I mean, she's she's crazy athletic and she's ri- she's very very talented. And her and Bailey have obviously have good chemistry in their matches. Uh, but I don't know now. Like, where do you go with her now? It's like, it's... well, look, you got you got three women out there who seemingly are going to return at some point in Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully one of them returns this week. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, they were uh, now Nikki Cross and Alexa. I'm assuming Nikki Cross is with Alexa, but I, I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I can't tell. I guess that's a good thing. We'll, we'll be surprised when we see who it is. But um, yeah, he, she's got a little Jane Cena. Give me a uh, give me a grade overall for WWE crowd. Well, well, we 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 didn't really talk about Bray. Well, because I don't know what's going on with Bray. What's well, going? I don't know what I don't know what's happening there. Each each promo is evolving a little bit. This is this was the first promo he has ever acknowledged his family's history in wrestling. So are we expe- really cool. so are we expecting like Bo Dallas is going to show up at some point, right? Maybe Bo Dallas is Uncle Howdy. He kind of sounded like Bray, but maybe but Bo does kind of sound like Bray. Like their voices when they talk normal are kind of similar. So maybe Bo is Uncle Howdy, the guy who took off the mask but is still clearly. And wearing is Uncle mask. Howdy against Bray or he's gonna be with Bray? So Bray's the whole promo was him basically saying like he has all this pressure to live up to his family's legacy because he has a historic wrestling family and that pressure made him into a monster. And when he puts on that mask and becomes that monster, it's intoxicating and it took over his life and it consumed him. And Look, he doesn't want to be when he doesn't want to be them. When your father is IRS is right. There's a, there's a lot of stress. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he doesn't but he doesn't want to be that monster. He doesn't want to be that monster. He doesn't want to be that. He wants to rewrite the legacy. But Uncle Howdy doesn't believe him. Uncle Howdy says, 
you love that mask. You're going to put, <laughs> put that mask on. Put that mask back on. Now, I looked it up after. Remember yesterday I said I read a while back there was a uh, trademark for two uncles. One of them was Uncle Howdy. The other, the other one was Uncle Harper, which is interesting. Huh. So something to honor the late Luke Harper. Maybe. Okay. All right. Um, and then also there was a, there's been a thing out there for a while since way before he came back about why it's six. I like I like not knowing what's going to happen. Are they doing a better job keeping things secretive, or am I just doing a better job not finding out? I have there's I, I unless you like actively like read dirt sheets and stuff, uh, like these websites, you would have. I, how would you know any of this stuff? They're doing a very good job. I've I think no they're doing idea. a good job being secretive, which is great. I have n- no clue. Well, first of all, it's like a you don't even know what's happening in his promos. But then you really don't know, like, when is he going to wrestle and what makes sense? Because right now, what in the world makes sense for this guy? Now, last night, he had a little backstage thing where he, um, I don't know if you if you saw this. on. Yeah, Smackdown. he told, like, the, the TV producer, he was, like, apologizing him or something, you know? Right? Yeah, so Bray was, like, doing a similar thing where he's like, I... I I don't want to go to that place. I don't want to go to that place. And then the guy comes out of nowhere. And he's like, hey, can you t- can you calm down? And then Bray went and was like, you know, when you get when you're caught in traffic and you just want to take that person out of their car and slam it into the witness. He's like, he's like, I feel that way about you. So I'm going <laughs> to need you to apologize. Right. So that's it. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Uh, give me uh, give me a grade, man. Give me a grade for WWE Crown Jewel. I'm going to give it, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to give it a B plus. I don't want, I'm not going to give it an A because there was a couple matches that it just didn't get super into, but the last three matches of the night made it, could have probably elevated it to an A, but for me, B plus is where it's at because those last three matches were probably A pluses. And then the rest of it was just, it was fine. I'm going to give it a B. Uh, B is a good grade. B means good. When I went to school, B meant good. I'm giving it a B. Uh, mainly because, yes, it was good. I don't give it an A because nothing wild happened. There was no swerve. There was no huge story that was injected. There were several matches which were really good. So I give it a B. That's what I got. Hey, a B, a B plus. Those are good grades. And overall, uh, I think the, the good thing too, like we talk about all the time, we come out of this without really knowing anything. Like it, it was actually one of those shows that kind of resets a lot of things. Cause we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with Roman next. We don't know what's happening with Bianca next. We have no idea with Drew and Karrion Cross. We have no idea with what's, what's really the deal. And with we're Nikki wondering and is, uh, like, is, is Lashley going to be a heel now? That's my question. There, you know? Right. And yeah, what, yeah. So if you, you look at all these matches, really what's, is there anything? The only thing we know is it's probably not done between the between Judgment Day and OC. It's actually almost certainly not done. But everything else, kind of up in the air, which is which is great. It's good show. It's good show. This was a good debut show. It's still real to me. So every Saturday, we'll, we'll pump it out again next week. I know for the AEW fan out there, you want some AEW. Look, when when there's going to be a premier live event or an AEW pay per view, you know the you know that week's episode of It's Still Real to Me is going to be dedicated to that show. Uh, but otherwise, next week, uh, we'll be able to hit on all the big storylines from both the main promotions. So that'll be fun. 
That'll be fun. I'm. I can't wait to talk about both promotions. I. I we've talked about this previously before we were planning the show. I told you, um, I'm anticipating when it comes to AEW being a little bit of a heel on this show. Um, right now, my thoughts on AEW are a little all over the place. So it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on that on that product because I know how high we both are on what WWE's got going on right now. AEW. Wait. We, we got we got some work to do, AEW, but we'll talk about it next week. Because and I'm looking forward to it. Good job, Joey. This was fun, man. We'll uh, we'll do it next Saturday, and it'll likely get out a, a bit earlier on uh, on everyone's Saturday next week. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six pack? Of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, for both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.